Um, cool. Well, so. Do you want me to turn this music no. off? It's all right. Um, so this is the first Eaters Digest interview overseas. Okay. Very exciting. <laughs> international. International. We're going international. Um, so do you guys want to say your names mm-hmm. and who you are? Okay. My name's Raf, and uh, who am I? Uh, I'm a DJ and a musician here in London town. <laughs> and I'm Rosie Level, and I have two cafes, and I write cookbooks. What's the name of your cookbook? Uh, the first one is called Spooning with Rosie, and the second one, less imaginative, is called Supper with Rosie. It's a bit of a theme. And we're married. Oh yeah, we are. I wonder if that's relevant. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> that's very important to, uh, to, to the US audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're wholesome folk. Yes. <laughs> and therefore taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Raf, we met a little while ago, and um, you're you're a DJ, yeah. but we ended up talking mostly about food. Yeah, we did, yeah. What's the connection for you? Between food and music? Or just, I mean, I'm just quite obsessed with food. It's a thing, it's like, I travel a lot with my work. And that's one of the best bits, is eating in places, you know, uh, all over the world. Yeah, like, I've eaten amazing meals and some pretty terrible ones as well. But that kind of became became a part of what we would do, you know, and if we were going to a place, we'd always look into where good where was good to eat and is there a li- relate relationship between food and music it's a sort of i think if you're into a kind of sensual pleasure then it, it all translates isn't it you know if someone says they don't they're not really bothered about music it sort of feels to me like they're a bit dead inside you wouldn't want to have dinner with well them. you just think like you know same way go oh, i'm not really bothered about food you know some people really aren't they're really not bothered about it at all and that's i find it kind of interesting but you also worked in food, right? As a youth, yeah, I worked in kitchens. Yeah, I worked in a posh fish restaurant in a place called Whitstable in, uh, on the south coast. Uh, shucking oysters and, you know, draining stock, killing crabs, <laughs> that sort of thing. Smoking fags. Smoking and you, cigarettes think, and cutting my hands quite a lot. Do you think people are um, people are attracted to careers in music and like, is there overlap between people who end up working in kitchens and then do music, or people th- who are musicians? Yeah, I think so, probably. Rosie's pointing her finger. <laughs> she she <laughs> wants to get um, uh, Your lovely friend Jago, who released some records with uh, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and went to university, made some amazing songs, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's a produ- DJ and producer for um, London, yeah. And now is setting up a food business. Okay. And I asked him why, and he was just like, well... Maybe you know the, the music thing is not reliable, so I'm just going to keep doing it in my spare time. But I can actually toil and you know really focus my mind yeah. cooking. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, I mean, there's parallels between cooking and making music. I think, of course, sociable as well. And it's a sociable thing. Yeah, I think there's like there's loads of parallels actually. Mm. Also, it's kind of unusual hours. I guess. Unusual hours. <laughs> Last night. Cook, yeah. Raf went to bed at. 10 o'clock, I went to bed at about 10.30, he got up at midnight? About midnight and then went to work. Went to DJ, I slept till 5, he got home, I got up, he slept, Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I had my leftover biriyani at 5 in the morning when I got home. (laughs) And the child is somewhere amongst it. He's he's (laughs) crashed out, yeah. He keeps his own hours. Yeah. So... uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, there is no. There's lots of parallels. You know, there's a whole thing of like ingredients and like mixing things in yeah. a way that's that is 
you know, tasteful and like taking a little bit from here and a little bit from there and making it all mm. make sense, you know. Well, nicking things. Always, yeah, yeah. everybody does, I think, yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. not, I don't think there's necessarily any new idea, like, it's no. very rare that there's like really like new ideas in food and probably the same in music to a point, you know, everybody's pinching stuff from each other and it's, it's about doing that artfully, isn't it, and in a way that's... And I think you have a kind of audience, own. don't you? Like, if I think when I'm in the cafes, I'm, there's a certain element of me acting. Of course. playing a part. Yeah. Through, like, When through I'm serving people, when I'm kind of being the face of it. It's an extension of your personality on some level. But also it? through the, the space and the food in yeah. some way, right? Like, they're having an experience. Yeah, some, exactly. I'm giving said you them a slice of what they think I might be, maybe. Wow, it's a little bit of lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit like DJing. Yeah, yeah. And like you're creating a space in which they have an experience. Yeah, yeah. I think the, uh, doing what Rosie does is much more like honest toil than being a DJ. Yeah, <laughs> I work much longer hours, much less money. <laughs> I just muck <laughs> about. <laughs> you know, I get to travel around and see my mates and do all that. I feel quite guilty about it sometimes. Yeah, I, I, you know, I did toy with the idea of working more sort of properly in the restaurant game, as it were, when I was a, but I just, double shifts in a proper kitchen, I mean, it was a really, really busy restaurant I worked in, they do 250 covers on a Sunday, and it was pretty fierce in there, amazing fun, but I think I just realised that it was too much like hard work in the end, well, and think- anti-social hours. And you could just see all these people who've been doing it 15, 20 years, and they were Broken. they were wrecks. But your alcoholic. cousin's doing it, and he's but and it's interesting because he hasn't really got any qualifications. No, he's now working. I can't remember who he's working for, but someone really proper. But he started yeah. working in, in this modern industry that there is in London now, the sort of food truck, the pop up. Yeah, he's been meat wor- liquor. Yeah, been working for meat liquor and mother clucker and all of these things. That but now he's gone into real proper kitchens and works extremely long hours and then on his like one day of the week he goes out to Michelin side restaurants with one other friend and they have stuff up lunches to sort of figure out what else is going yeah. on so he's really he's gonna he's gonna be a chef he'll do, he'll do really well yeah and of course he was the the one one of my I've got hundreds of cousins and he was the one that everybody was worried about and yeah you know, they didn't know what he was gonna do he's a bit shiftless he was always getting stoned <laughs> and uh, and um, he's just preparing yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's like he's figured it out, and he's going, he's working sixty hours a week. His parents can't believe it. You and, know? He's and he's prepared like to work those hours, which absolutely. he wouldn't have done fifteen. I mean, not fifteen years ago, but like um, five years ago. But he's it it appeals to a certain kind of person, and often one without qualifications. It's a little bit extreme, maybe like a, yeah. Like you really want to be like you have, you're so passionate about yeah. this thing that you're doing. I think yeah. that's right. And, and I, I'm interested in this. Um, the qualifications aspect of it because yeah. um, it allows a lot of people in who otherwise would be prevented Definitely. from experimenting. Definitely. Well, I think because it's it can be a kind of inhumane yeah. sort of way of working. So it you kind can't of, be prepared to do it. Well, and it makes you, a, as, as an employer, probably a bit more, a bit less discriminate. You know, you don't, if someone's prepared to come and work 60 hours a week, then, and they, you know, and they'll turn up on time or they'll turn up at all, you know, it's like, you'll give them a chance probably because it's there's I think there's a certain amount of like you there's like you've got to have a bit of desire to sort of do it and be involved in some way 
Because otherwise, why would you? You wouldn't do it for the money to start with because it's not there. You know? Yeah, for most people. Yeah. Um, and how do you, you just said, you know, like this idea of working in the kitchen 250 covers, I guess, you know, breaks you. Um, but I think it's a little bit the same if you're trying to make it as a DJ. Well, for many people, right? I mean, yeah. it's like night after night, you're trying to be out there. Yeah. So, what's the, is there a secret to um, finding your niche where you get to love what you're doing, but you don't? I mean, and the question is to you as well. It's like, you, you know, you're working well, very Well, I hard. don't work horrible hours because we're a cafe. We're not a restaurant. But so maybe so that's the trick. Different. It's like finding that yeah. the right spot. It's quite you, civilized. You still work a lot of hours, but you're not. Really you hard. don't have to do double shifts and finish at one in the morning and all that stuff. No, and I'm not drawn to that. To be honest, it's no. not. I'm not really interested in that kind of. I think I ended up being a DJ professionally just because I did it all the time uh, as an amateur, really. For well, not quite an amateur, but I was before I was doing the two bears. I was working at record labels. I had a day job always until. Didn't you just do like people's six parties? Or six or seven years ago, yeah, and I was a resident of the social and I would play, Thanks. I'd play around town probably four times a month for, you know, a hundred quid and a few beers and, you know, a free night out and a jolly, really. And it was only once I started making music that it became a more sort of proper thing. So in terms of like actually how you forge a career, I think it's, uh, there's probably a, a, a sort of more proven way of doing it as a... I don't think either of us in the world of food. Yeah, no, I think I think we're both like real enthusiasts with what about what we do, and we kind of like, you know, Rosie's working really, really hard at the moment, harder than you've worked for a long time, I think, yeah. because we've got the new cafe open. But you were saying the other day you're like really happy at work at the moment. You're really okay. loving your job, and it's like that kind of that sort of challenge of, you know, you've got to push yourself, haven't you? Yeah. Um, and I think with the DJing, I don't know, it's like the same way you've got to keep, like tonight I'm playing, you keep sort of take, taking these like weird bookings or like do something that you're not necessarily completely, not in your kind of comfort zone. So I'm playing in a few hours at a festival called Boomtown, out of, out of town somewhere. And I'm coming back into town and playing at this party called Brute, which is a bona fide gay bears night, men only. And I was playing last night in in London and I was talking to my friends about it and a couple of them had been and they were like wow yeah you're in for a surprise there you know, <laughs> uh, you know pack, you're gonna need blinkers pack, like your, pack your bags um, so you know but like doing things and actually last week I was in a studio up north with some musicians like trying to I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to make an album a solo album at the moment and I was sort of slightly persuaded a load of people to go with me on a bit of a flight of fancy and it is those things that you're doing where you're you're not completely sure what you are doing you know like opening a new is you take these risks opening a new business yeah. or whatever it's that that moment when your feet are just not quite touching the floor you're just getting out of your depth is when interesting things happen but know? i think in terms of also the sort of sustainability of being a dj like last night you driving and not drinking and like not every night is a party no can't be. it's a job it's a job it has yeah. to be a job yeah, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, it's, <laughs> you're always hungover and yeah, and I can't. You know, it's not. You're it's, spending it's not everything. Sustainable. Yeah. 